So, where were we? Well, that was some mighty piss break, my man. You really ought to see a medbot. My urinary efficiency is of no concern of yours, prisoner. Your only interest should be in completing your report on the Toonkick incident in a prompt and orderly manner. Well then, you're in luck. <laughs> oh, tough crowd. The toughest. All right then. Cue the music. Let's do this thing. After the explosion in the engine room, things took a long walk off a short docking platform, and we found ourselves powerboating up Ship Canyon without a snowball's chance in hells of a power pack. Dank was losing it big time. He kept muttering about some handsome older gentleman with perfect posture and really quite good teeth for his age. He was hysterical, so I had to give him the old KD-1-2 just to calm him down. I easily carried him over my shoulder down several pretty long flights of stairs and made excellent time to the Moon's Med Center and multi-faith prayer room. My stars are gonna be sick! Friend Carl, please place friend Dank on the diagnostic table! Him? He's yourself, he's not. I'm the one who's gonna have a goddamn heart attack! Just give me a frozen second, would you? By my calculations, we have less than 3,600 seconds until planetary impact and almost certain death. 3,596. 3,595. All right, all right. All right, all right, don't get smart with me. So, any idea what's wrong with him? Wrong? He's never been better. Suck off. Where's that coming from? I believe it is your comm unit, friend Carl. Now you listen to me, you son of a bitch. When I find you, I'll tear off all your arms and stick them up your- Hand me your theatrics, Captain. I have no patience for amateurs. What have you done to him, you maniac? He is beginning to see the universe as it truly is. His eyes are open. His mind is expanded. His bowel control is limited, but that is a side effect that should wear off. No feeble human brain can withstand it. <laughs> he will break, and then he will die. He is my greatest success, the vanguard of the future, the metaversal realignment modular cannon, patent pending made real. Soon all the galaxy shall tremble before the genius of Sacril undermine. Sacril left a long planet shattering the evil laugh, only slightly diminished in its malevolence by the poor quality communist speakers from which it emitted from. Carl Darkruiser had only heard a laugh that sinister once in his life, and his mind was thrown back to his disastrous visit to the underground milking mud wrestling tournament. What the hells are you blabbering about, Undermine? No! No! This cannot be happening to me! I made certain. Sounds like you got a taste of your own medicine, Doc. You know very well I am not legally allowed to be referred to as that. It matters not. Soon this moon will be nothing but burning embers and charred splinters. A black and skeletal warning for all those who would stand against the might of a Technomonth Supreme. <laughs> Some genius. Idiot doesn't even know how to mask his transmit signal. I just hope I kept him renting long enough for the communist sync track protocol to kick in. Bingo town. Looks like he's near the center of the moon. Ah. What? I am not supposed to tell, but best friends do not keep secrets from best friends. 
He is probably heading for- The sacred vault. Dank. Am I right, Andy? Yes, friend Dank. But how did you- He told me. Starhall motioned with his robotic arm to the tall, slender, and well-built man in the corner of the room, who nodded enigmatically, but not in a smug or annoying way, just really cool. Uh, there's no one there, buddy. Starhall blinked, and for a second, he told himself he must have imagined the objectively attractive and clever and funny man, but his eye opened, and he remained. The others, the others cannot see me, he said, his voice going all ghostly and weird. The effects of the Metaversal Realignment Modular Cannon, patent pending, were intensified by your exposure to the biogas. You'll lose yourself soon. My time grows short too. Just remember, whatever you do, don't... With a juddering shudder and a cosmic screech, he was gone. And Dank found himself on the end of a squinty-eyed, head-tilted, arms-folded dark cruiser as he suspiciously eyeballed his old friend and one-time lover suspiciously. Carl Darkcruiser, Andy the Android, and Dank Starhole stood before a huge circular door. Its vast circumference spread across the vast- Whoa, hold on a second. How did we get here? After Andy's long, detailed, and lore-rich explanation about the origins and importance of the Sacred Vault to his order, which had answered all major plot questions and neatly tied up any remaining mysteries, the trio had descended deep into the creaking, and still plummeting towards certain doom, artificial moon. Right, but how did Sacral know about this place, and, and how did he get With in? With time running out and tension building by the second, Dark Cruiser decided that the time for stupid questions that didn't really matter was over, and that the time for kicking had begun. Using his powerful thighs, he launched his left medium-quality combat boot at the enormous door, producing a low, dull thud and a high, sharp yelp. Nice try, darling. Mm, how about you let a professional have a go? Starhole dialed up the servo strength index on his robotic arm to maximum safe allowance, then cranked it up a few more notches for good measure. Like that piece, that piece of, antiquated of antiquated junk you'll hold up, 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 Dark Cruiser thought. God's up above. The old man's really stunned to split his bananas. Who you call an antiquated, you cheeky Unless you're the old man Potter, Savvy. Carl looked on in astonishment at his shipmate as he cartoonishly wound up the wheezing prosthetic and clobbered the door with the force and intensity Cause, of man, a- Cosmo, you paid by the fucking words. You can just say that I lamped it. <laughs> this door is unbreachable. You two can pound and pound all night. At the sounds of Sacral Undermine's unintentional innuendo, Dark Cruiser's mind was cast back to that one magical night when he... Alright, alright, that's enough of that, thank you very much. Hey, stand back, fellas. Starhole unzipped the holdfast hook loop security fastener on his tactical bum bag and fished out a pair of shiny metallic spheres. He delicately cupped the balls in his hands and primed the activation transistors on what Adley suddenly realized with as much horror as he was able were a pair of gyroscopic flame grenades. Friend Dank, please do not use explosives. Everything is extremely flammable. This whole place is going down in flames if we don't stop that maniac in there, so what difference does it make? Dang. 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 You again. Give me those grenades, you fruit basket. We're wasting time. Dang. Dang. I cannot overemphasize how this message, message is. Do not. Do not. Yeah. Open, open that door. door. 
Nothing against the old interspecies tango, but uh, didn't sign up for that. <laughs> Humans, so crude, so one-dimensional. Where the hells are we? Somewhere in between. In between what? This and that, here and there, one thing and another. Not in a hard place, your mother's thighs. <laughs> oh, I'm the crude one, aye. What's the matter? No convenient patent-pending gizmo to get you out of this one. There's no escape from here. Man, that doesn't sound like the sacral undermine I know in heat. You've been drinking. Of course I have. You try reading this crap sober. You have any idea how much pressure is on the villain? All the cackling, the monologuing, the endless techno babble. It's exhausting. I shouldn't even have this level of self-awareness. But everything's off script here. In flux. I fear my genius was my downfall. What are you on about? It was no coincidence that brought me to the artificial moon of Doomgig 14. I'd heard tell of the sacred vault and the creature kept within. An all-powerful ancient being with immense telepathic abilities. I believe some humans called them sources, a bit like David Jackson from Chapter 7 of Book 1. What frazzing book? I have no idea what you're talking about, mate. It was the final piece I needed to perfect my creation. But its psychic field was too powerful. It expanded the rift between worlds generated by the Metaversal Realignment Modular Cannon patent pending and trapped all those affected by the disruption here, in this liminal void. You hear that? It sounds like it's panned very far to the right. Oh, you finished pirate, watch where you're going! You just keep your forehands to yourself there, brother. Sounds like one of those old Earth things. What do you call it? A, a rad deal? If I can just find the controls. Aye, there they are. Always were as good at feeling knobs in the dark. <laughs> the explosion ripped through the tranquil tranquility of the space, like the aftermath of a triple chili rated curry through silk pajamas and huge beams of good quality wood burst into cinders and spiraled dangerously through the air, also like the aftermath of a triple chili rated curry, but somehow even more violent and deadly and hot. Dark Cruiser twisted his Olympic level body to avoid a serious splinter, but within nanoseconds, the taut musculature of his rear end was pierced by a chunk of holy wood so thick that it rivaled spicy woods, the GGA's famously incompetent administrator. Before he could even begin to assess the wound or 
think about what kind of cool scar it might leave. He was pelted by a second hunk of burning wood square across his head and face. Dark Cruiser's life began flashing before his very eyes. Every failed seduction, every botched job, every voided warranty rocketed through his spinning brain in a kaleidoscopic montage of disappointments, regrets, and rightfully held grudges, interspersed with occasional X-rated imagery. He felt the blood begin to pool in his mouth and also in his trousers, and the burning cavernous halls around him faded to the fuzzy black of oblivion as Carl Darkruiser, the galaxy's greatest space pirate, drifted down the stream of pain towards the rushing waterfalls of certain death. Wow, I did not see that coming. No, 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 no I'm not having it. How touching. Galaxy's greatest, my arse. Ah. All right, this thing must have a transmitter somewhere. Maybe I can get help. Ah, shit. Where'd it go? Ah, there. I can just hook up this component to my comm unit and boost the output. I should be able to send out a mayday. There. Ready to transmit. Setting frequency. Adjusting bandwidth. Broadcasting now. Mayday. Mayday. Is anybody out there? Need immediate assistance. Repeat. Mayday. Mayday. Is anybody out there? Need immediate assistance. Repeat. If this is you, Pratchett, I've told you before, you can have your heads trimmed back when you admit that I was right about Dick. Who is this? This is Dank Starhole, broadcasting from the artificial moon of Tungik 14. I repeat, this is Dank Starhole. Is that you, Derek, from the fan club? You've been warned that unauthorised roleplay of copyrighted material is an offence. I've had four marriages, sunshine. You do not want to mess about with my legal team. I don't care how many times your mum hassles me in quick save. Wait, that voice, it's him. Did you say Toongig? I haven't even written that one yet. Have you been looking through my lunch, you little shit? Placel's blind. My other other self cannot help you now. The world world is emerging and collapsing. collapsing. My own own character's weak. You again? A fat load of dickberries your advice was last time. Still looking great, though. You'll have to give me your workout program. It's a simple, simple all-egg, egg, trout, and iron brew diet, diet combined, combined, combined with several short but intense walks, walks per day. day. Hold, on. Hold on. You can, you can see, see me? Hey, better can, Dario. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be possible, be possible here. here. None of this should, should be happening. Happen. You're telling me. Listen, listen. I don't have, I don't much, have much time. The other me. The other me. The out-of-universe me. What did he say to you? Some bollocks about something called a quick save. He moaned about his ex-waves. I can relate, believe me. And he said something about something no being written yet. Of course. Of course. That's it. That's it. You have you the power, have the power to, stop to stop all, all of this. this. I might be the galaxy's greatest space pirate who's a crack shot and a demon in the sack, by the way. But how? With the most, With the most powerful, powerful weapon, weapon in the whole, in the whole universe. universe. Undermines metaversal realigner modular cannon. Patent pending. Oh, no, oh, my friend. friend. Much, 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 much more, more powerful, powerful than that. Than that. You ask any of the old-time space pirates. I'm talking real legends of the game like Stinky Kevin Quasar, Stephen Vaporfist, and Jenny Voidtrail. And they'll tell you about the Dread Squid, the vengeful space god that comes for all who dare to sail his stars. I never was much for old pirate superstition, but let's just say that in that moment, 
on the artificial moon of Toongig 14, I thought I smelled calamari. Now this was far from my first rodeo, death-wise. You don't live the dangerous, roguish life of a space pirate, bounty hunter, assassin, mercenary, and freelance interior designer, and not walk the mortal plank of the big ship in the stars every once in a while. But this time, I was pretty sure I felt the cold, sticky tentacle of oblivion waiting to pull me off. I could just make out Andy hovering above me, trying to stem the bleeding, but it was no good. Nothing short of a miracle was going to save the K-Man this time. And then I saw Starhawk get to his feet. He'd been having some kind of seizure on the floor since the door blew. He was hunched over and holding something in his hand. At first, I assumed it was one of his famously poorly timed wanks, but it quickly became clear that he was writing something. My eyes were filling with blood and a single manly tear, so I couldn't make it out. But above the raging fire, I thought I heard him say... I know you can hear me, you son of a bitch! It's my turn now! The aging space pirate shouted, not really understanding his role and seemingly unaware of the fact that he was trapped on a wooden moon which was already on fire anyway, and also plummeting to the planet below which would only make it even more on fire. A huge blazing beam of wa- Hang on, sorry, I'm just gonna have to cut it there, some dickhead's coming. Excuse me, sorry, we're recording in here, mate. What the hell is that? No! Wait! Ah! Talk about death of the author. <clears throat> Alright, here we go. Carl Darkcruiser, who was at best an average space pirate, was crying because there was all fire around him and he'd had a boo-boo. Suddenly there was a big bang that was all loud and Sacral Undermine walked out of the door with a big gun that made everything go all weird and the alien tried to press the trigger to shoot it. But before it went off, Dank Starhole, the best one, did a cool flip and kicked it with an ace kick, and it spun round and went off and undermined weird alien face, and there was a big white flash of blinding light, and then he was gone. Then Dank Starhole put out all the fires and fixed all the engines and had it off with several smoking hot babes and patched up Carl Darkcruiser, who was crying, with the special Panda PT plasters that he liked. And then basically everything was fine. The end. The next thing I knew, we were shaking hands with Andy, who actually insisted on a hug as we boarded our ship. Well, best friends, that was quite the adventure. The Tungikish Order of Bliss and Mandatory Recycling hereby bestows our highest honor on you, friend Dank. But how did you do it? With the most powerful weapon in the universe, of course. This. A last pencil? That's right, my wooden chum. You see, when all said and done, we're all the authors of our own story. You are truly wise, friend Dank. I shall carve your image in the Great Wall of Heroes. No need for that. I'm no hero. You want to know who the real heroes are? It's not firemen, police officers, doctors, nurses, social care workers, paramedics, teachers, vets, single parents, or overpaid people who work for charities. It's the storytellers, the wordsmiths, the weavers of dreams. Dangstarho gazed over the vast cathedral-like space 
as he began to feel the effect of the metaversal realignment modular cannon footnote patent pending begin to fade there bathed in heavenly light stood the handsome man who taught him so much over the short time he'd known him the perfect specimen of the male form nodded sagely as if to say i completely agree with you you are so right about that and i think they should be paid more and then faded away as the voice in dank starhole's head slowly dipped down Well, that is quite possibly the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Hey, I'm just telling it like it was, pal. And what became of the weapon, this metaversal realignment modular cannon? So that's what this little interrogation's about, huh? Galcom looking to cash in on our operation. My dear Captain, who do you think hired your friend in the first place? Yeah, right. Tank could never work for the man. Captain Starhole will work for whomever has the cupids to pay him. Now I ask again, where is the weapon? Whatever that thing was, it vanished along with sacral undermine. For all I know, it got blasted to atoms when that thing went off in his face. Well, and I can see that I have wasted my time here. Interrogation of prisoner 04296B Choco Delta Caltoon Salad 9 concluded. Recording ends. Christmas, Captain Dark Cruiser. I do hope you enjoy it. It will be your last. Wait, you hear that? Your tricks won't work on me, Captain. And you're scheduled for execution in the morning. Farewell. As Darren slammed the door, Carl Dark Cruiser was sure he'd heard something. Wait. No. No, no. No! Bastard! Oh. oh god. Oh. Fucking phone. I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, I just had an absolute nutbuster of a nightmare. No, no, not about the incident. They've, they've mostly died down now. But uh, I will be writing a very strongly worded letter to Manager Ian at QuickSave. I won't get one free on a 2.5 kg of Red Leicester is uh, just irresponsible. Uh, listen, Em, uh, glad you called. Had a bit of a rethink re the Xmas spesh. Uh, not going to do the Tungic thing anymore. Nah. 
Now, I think it's probably a bit too highbrow for my readership. You know, a bit, bit clever. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do like Carl and Dank meet Santa or something. Bit more their speed. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. Get a life, Michelle. Yeah, all right, you bloody slave driver. I'll knock it out this afternoon and have it on your desk tomorrow morning. Well, I mean, I say desk. I assume you're still working out of the Volvo. A firmamundo. So, um, uh, <clears throat> what are you, uh, what are you doing for, for Xmas, uh, you know, now that you're on your own? Well, if, if you liked, maybe we could... Hello? Hello? <coughs> right then. <sighs> Let's knock this shit out. <sighs> <clears throat> Once upon a space-time, Carl Dark Cruiser and Dank Starhawk went to a planet that was all snowy. Shut up out there! All snowy and Christmassy, and they were about to have quite the adventure. You have been listening to Carl Dark Cruiser and the Toon Geek Incident, written and read by T.L. Dawnstar. The voice of Carl Dark Cruiser, Dank Starhole, Sacral Undermine, Andy the Android, Plasmo Darren, and T.L. Dawnstar was T.L. Dawnstar. It was a production of Dawnstar Audio. Says your mate. Got a bit hard on the old nog, eh? <laughs> Where am I, human? Fancy dress party, was it? Bloody realistic. I demand answers. God, you are far gone, aren't you? You're in Cheshire's six best Christmas markets. In Runcure, mate. Run. Go on. Could it be the device? What is the chrono indication index? What do you mean, the date? Uh, 16th of December. I'm free. I'm free. Hey, set you on there, pal. Yeah. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> hey!